Our reading today is from Exodus, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 and 9 through 12. First, let us prepare our hearts to hear God's word. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, I am here. Then he said, Come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, and for, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am, God of, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. The grass wither, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. You know, even people who know very little about Judaism, they know Moses. Moses, who stood up to Pharaoh. Moses, who pointed God's children through the Red Sea. Moses, who was their wilderness leader for 40 years. Moses, who introduced the Ten Commandments to the world. Moses, one of the most significant figures in human history. But you wouldn't know that if all you knew about Moses was this encounter with God at the burning bush. God says, I have heard the cry of my people, and I am sending you. You go tell Pharaoh to let them go. And Moses responds, are, are you talking to me? So most mornings now, I watch the network news, and I've noticed that there are a lot of commercials, and many days it's the same commercials day after day. There's that guy who's trying to sell siding. You know, he says, call now. It kind of drives me crazy. There's a, an attorney. He says, you got a big problem? No worries. I got this. That's his tagline. I got this. It's very macho. Well, when God encounters Moses and says, I've heard the cry of my people, and you tell Pharaoh to let my people go, Moses does not respond, I got this. Moses responds, you got to be kidding me. You want me to do what? Who am I to do this? It's somewhat humorous as we watch Moses offer excuse after excuse. He says, I don't even know your name. What if they ask your name? And then he says, you know, I don't speak very well. Moses tries to school God, educate God that she doesn't really know what she's doing here. 
It's kind of humorous, but I, I have more than a little sympathy for Moses. Because when God calls you, it can be intimidating. Jeremiah said, who am I? I'm only a boy. Isaiah said, who am I? I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. Even Jesus in the gar Garden of Gethsemane, he said, I don't want to do this. Now, I know Peter, James, John, Andrew, they dropped their nets, they followed, but when they found out where he was going, then they began to put the brakes on. It's a common reaction because when God calls you, it can be more than a little intimidating because the call of God is never small. In one way or another, the call of God is to live toward God's promised day to live toward that day when all that has gone wrong is made right. It's big, and it can be intimidating. Now, don't let me confuse. This big call is often lived out in small daily choices. We know that. It, it's, like, it's like parenting. It, it, it's like parenting. Parenting is this endless walk, this endless narrative of do this, don't do that, eat this, come here, it's all right now, come here, do this, don't do that, on and on it goes. Parenting is periodic huge decisions, sandwiching daily small acts of love, most of them ordinary. But no parent would say that the calling to be a parent is a small thing. No parent that I know would ever say when it comes to parenting, I've got this. No, it's intimidating. Jesus himself, he calls his followers to do the impossible, to do the impossible, to go the second mile, to turn the other cheek, to forgive 70 times seven, to take up your own cross, we never feel equipped for that. I doubt even if God showed up in a burning bush, which God has only done once, that even that would change the fact that the call of God can feel a bit overwhelming. And so Moses says, who am I? And God says, I'll be with you. That's really all we get. I'll be with you. I call you to live toward God's promised day, and I'll, I'll be there. I'll come along. So is, is that enough? If God calls you to stand up to the pharaohs of the world, if God calls you to pursue justice, if God calls you to face the things that have gone wrong and to try to make them right, if God calls you to heal broken relationships, if God calls you to be a grown-up in a world that is infatuated with immaturity, if God calls you to sacrifice something of yourself for the good of your neighbor, if Jesus calls you to follow him by the sea, and on the sea and to the cross. If he calls you to stand up to the pharaohs of the world, which of course is exactly what God calls you to do, is it enough for God to say, I'll be with you? It's not enough to make us feel equipped. 
it's still intimidating. It, sometimes we get it right. We do. Some, sometimes we make a big difference. Sometimes we are boldly faithful. Our problem is consistency. Sometimes even after an act of bold faithfulness, our next step, we stumble, we miss the mark, we mess it up. We're inconsistent. It's hard to trust ourselves. In Wendell Berry's wonderful novel, Jaber Crow, Jaber Crow is a barber in a small Kentucky town that's breaking down. And Jaber reflects on call this way. He says, if you could, I suppose, it would be a good idea to live your life in a straight line. You would start, of course, in the dark forest of sin, and then with logical steps, you would march through hell and purgatory and into heaven itself. You could take the king's highway past appropriately named dangers, toils, and snares, and finally cross the river of death and enter the celestial city. But that's not the way I have done it, in a straight line. My pilgrimage has been wandering and unmarked. Often what I thought was a straight line ended up being a circle or doubling back. I've been in the dark forest of sin numerous times. I've known something of hell and purgatory and heaven also, but not always in that order. The names of many snares and dangers have been made known to me. I am an ignorant pilgrim, and yet for a long time I have been unable to shake off the feeling that I have been led. What I love about that it is it invites us to pay less attention to those of us who are being led and more attention to the leader. You know, call is, it's about us. But call is even more about the one who keeps calling. God called Moses to stand up to Pharaoh God called Jeremiah to be a prophet and, and tell the truth. Jesus called fishermen to follow him in every circumstance. And the same God that called them is calling you now to do the same things, to stand up to the Pharaoh in this world that the oppressed might go free, to be like the prophets and live the truth, to follow Jesus in every moment. And when you know that's your call, if you think, I got this, well, think about it some more. Because a more common and appropriate response is, who am I? But move past that question. Because the call ultimately is not about you and me. It is about the God who keeps calling because this God refuses to give up on God's dreams for what together, us and God, we might do and who we might be. For this God continues to dream that together, God and us, 
we might actually stand up to Pharaoh and we might actually live the truth and we might follow Jesus all the way to God's promised day God calls you because God refuses to give up on the dreams God has for who we can be together God and us and Moses said who am I it's an unavoidable question but move past that and and ask who is this that is calling for God has continued to call maybe from that very first call when God called light to be and since then until right now God is calling you and me for God has dreams of who we can be together God and us that we might stand up to Pharaoh that we might live the truth that we might follow Jesus even to God's promised day and along that pilgrimage this calling God will be with you and it is enough it is more than enough pray with me gracious God we believe help our unbelief in Christ's name we pray amen